All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Don't worry, Ashley, they didn't hear you. <laughs> they didn't hear you. Uh, hey, we're back. We're playing some Delta Green. Um, Steven is playing Hurt tonight. Uh, he is, uh, I'm, I'm revealing this for the, the audience. His, uh, his back isn't working. And whenever we make him laugh, it, uh, it actually hurts his back. So what I don't want anyone to do tonight is make a joke. We're fucking serious tonight. Everyone put your serious no faces on. Chat, I don't want to hear any fucking jokes from you. I want you to be as serious <laughs> as can be. Nobody is allowed to make that dumbass laugh. Okay? Not a single person. <laughs> Including you. The problem Ashley. is I make my own stupid jokes that make me laugh. Ashley, what are you doing with your hand? Ashley, what are you doing with your hand? Okay. <laughs> she's, she, she's not laughing. If you can't see her mouth, she's not laughing. Teddy, thank you for the that rules. I would crack a joke. In addition to thanking you for that sub, but I can't because we care too much about Steven, which is strange. Look at him. Look at him go. Oh, look at that. All right. We're ready to introduce our characters in a very sober, somber manner. Very serious business, this Delta Green stuff. Long, can you please introduce us to Agent Inferno? Hey, Agent Inferno here. <laughs> very serious today. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta close this case. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't expect it, but I did it. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> this is what happens when you get kicked out of the DEA. Just never take anything seriously again. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right, we're back to it. Let's tell us about Agent Fuller. Uh, yes. So Agent Tamara Fuller. Uh, no one would ever know it, but her real name is Sandy Kulik. Uh, she is a medical examiner, also known as a forensic pathologist, and she is here to, I was going to say, like, pathologize the forensic out of this, but I don't actually think that's how that works. So she's here to solve mysteries and follow the rules and uh, get things taken care of. Excellent. We're happy to have you. Let's go to the bottom row. Stephen, if you would be so kind as to introduce us to Agent Price. I was so tempted to do an Italian accent there, but I, I couldn't do it as good as Longwood. Uh, I'm playing uh, Vincent Palmer, Agent Price, uh, father of the year, uh, Miami Vice boat owner, uh, also has the DVD box set. Dude, really? Okay, interesting. On the boat. I don't have a DVD player, but I've got the box set on the boat. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's good, because that very, that's a very serious, dramatic show. There's no comedy in it. It's good. Okay. Moving along. Ashley, could you please introduce us to Agent Weaver? Oh, my God. Uh, Lisa Young, Agent Weaver. Uh, she's our former FEMA agent. Uh, she was mm -hmm. terminated from her contract because she impersonated a federal agent. Whoops. Yep. yep. What can you do? It's a shame. That's just uh, that's one of the many things that happens. One of the things that goes wrong with Delta Green. We all got to do this. No smiling, Thurston. No one smile. I can't. I'm going to get Ashley. negative points. <laughs> 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 summary of now to the summary of last session we started with some brooklyn aftermath ronnie met with vin telling him that he was now a permanent member of g-cell and it was now his responsibility to savage salvage uh, agents weaver lisa young and inferno luca dante lisa managed to avoid a conviction for impersonating a federal officer but lost her job at fema in the process luca too was also dismissed from his job at the DEA, and he retreated to upstate New York, isolating himself from his family for a little while. Vin 
returned to Florida, where he spent time fishing with his son. But the quality time turned contentious when Vin was activated for a new operation. Eventually, the three met in North Carolina at a bagel shop along the coast. There, a tired and distracted Ronnie debriefed them on Operation Carthage Angler. They were to travel to western North Carolina, a small town called Silo that has seen a series of reports on disturbing weather patterns and apparently has superstitious locals making claims about a witch. Also in the hills above the town is the Bowman Radar Station, now owned and operated by a subsidiary of March Technologies, although the story goes that the station performs only mundane research. Along the way, the trio picked up a new member of the cell, Agent Fuller, as has been mentioned, a forensic pathologist working out of Charlotte and a veteran of the program. On the car ride, NPR promised an interview with reclusive author and New York Times bestseller, Declan G.W. Ellis, whose new novel, Redwater Rising, has recently been released. Only the radio broke down briefly during that ride. A similar incident happened months prior when Vin was looking into Declan's Brooklyn disappearance. Also during the car ride, Lisa was startled to see the brief reflection of Agent Aggie, missing since activating the gate in New York. Once the cell arrived in Silo, they learned of a recent destruction of a few buildings and the deaths of two locals. Agents Fuller and Weaver stopped at a diner to hear about local rumors, while Agents Price and Aferto paid a visit to the local constable, Clayton Harrow. He mistook the two agents for scientists from one of the colleges in Charlotte, who were finally here to give the town some answers about the weather. As the constable was getting ready to drive the agents to one of the recently destroyed buildings, there was a terrible thunderstorm that just suddenly and inexplicably formed, and with it came a very blood-curdling scream. Now, we're going to pick up in the immediate aftermath of that scream. We see Agent Inferno, Agent Price. We see Clayton Harrow all almost kind of taking cover behind the behind this big Ford Bronco when that screech comes out. If the two of you wouldn't mind rolling a, a sand test, uh, that would be great. I don't want anyone having fun tonight. I don't want any <laughs> laughing. I don't want any smiling. You said I'm rolling Melissa. sand too? Yeah, both of you roll sand. I failed 83 over 30. It's a fail. That's so strange. Usually you you, you pass those, don't you? Well, I failed by one, but that makes it a critical failure. It was 44. I needed 43. <laughs> we don't get wow. those very often. Uh, the good news for you, though, Agent Price, is that uh, normally uh, a critical fail on a sand test, that generally just means you take the maximum amount of sand loss that you could possibly take. In this case, it's just one. So uh, both of you take one point of sand, in fact. However, uh, we'll just say, Vince, uh, maybe it just bothers you a little bit. For you know, like you sort of play it out a little bit differently, uh, but this screech that you guys hear, uh, it very much sounds like at some points it sounds like this human screech, this human call for for help or for pain or like some excruciating pain, and other times it sounds like distant and alien and weird and nothing at all. Um, at no point does it sound natural. At no point does it just sound like wind blowing between branches or eaves or anything like that. And it just sounds terrible. And you can see that Clayton Harrow has got his his ears uh, covered uh, as the two of you are starting to get pelted now with what looks like hail and rain. Um, Agent Fuller and Weaver over in the diner, um, you two notice uh, 
the sort of the, the glass windows of the diner itself just started getting pelted too. And you can see, tick, 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 tick. you see all these different types of hail uh, kind of popping off. And you hear one or two of the other folks that are inside the diner be like, oh, here we go again. There it is. Oh, no, no, no. And they start covering their ears. And as they do, uh, you hear that same screech. It's a little muffled for the two of you, um, but you can still hear it. And it starts to like rattle and shake uh, the windows just a little bit, almost like it's like passing through, passing by. Um, and I need the two of you to roll a sand test. As when you hear it, it almost sounds like someone or something is in extraordinary pain. Crit success. Perhaps. Okay, good to go. Failure. You put one point of sand test, uh, one, one point of sand loss, uh, agent. It is a little unnerving and alarming. Maybe one of the maybe one of the patrons is coming in from the rain, and when the door opens up, it just floods into the the inner. Uh, inner portions of the restaurant and kind of echoes off the linoleum and it just becomes this reverberating effect. Uh, it is gone relatively quickly. So it's only a couple seconds. Uh, but the rain, the hail, the wind, lightning cackling across the sky, all are crackling across the sky. All of that continues. Uh, Agent Inferno and Price, you notice uh, there was like this upturned car in a field. Uh, not too far away from this kind of civic building that you you guys are now like kind of hovering against the Bronco uh, out in front of. And you watch as it just starts tumbling down the hill thump, 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 as these huge gusts of wind uh, knock it over. Uh, Fuller and Weaver, uh, you watch out of one of the windows as this this emergence of like a green dumpster just starts to peek out from uh, behind one of these cars and then just flips, tumbles over and you just see the flaps open up and trash just, uh, expels out into the parking lot. Uh, Inferno and price you watch as this lightning strike right down to, uh, onto one of the, the tele, uh, one of the power lines here. And you just see as it, as it crashes into it, there's like this explosion of spark and fire. And then the power lines themselves wrench free and they just start to kind of wildly move around almost like these these snakes that are moving with great speed uh everything just kind of goes chaotic for a moment what do all of you do uh fuller leans kind of across the table to to weaver friend this is unusual and concerning i'm just kidding i was just playing with your serious stuff like we can't laugh or have fun what was that <laughs> <laughs> she, I, no, we don't really know for her very much. So I thought that might have actually been Agent Fuller. <laughs> yeah, oh, me too. God. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, so she failed. Um, so she's, uh, we should make sure that the other two are doing all right. Yeah, and uh, as Lisa kind of nods to that, she just, She's going to kind of check in on everybody who's in the diner, make sure everyone's okay. Um, they look used to it. Like, they just, like, you can tell a lot of them just have their hands. Like, they, they, they immediately runs the, like, the lightning started crackling. They all just knew. They started covering their ears, uh, like, in anticipation of the screech. And then when they were watching, 
and they're looking out, you see with like their ears still covered, like one of the guys at the at the table or at the at the counter is like, Mabel, your uh, your dumpster's dumpster's loose. You got, I told you you got to chain it down. I know I got to chain it down. You shut up. Now's not the time. As you can see, they start arguing a little bit at that point. But no one seems to be um, afraid. They like 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 they're almost you're getting the sense that they're they're used to it. They're resigned to kind of this um, this craziness. Like it's not like it's not alarming, but they've been dealing with it for several days, a week or so now. And you know, you guys were here like five minutes ago, and this this happens. Yeah, she'll get, like go over to Mabel. What's what is this like an alarm? What's happening? Darling, it's a thunderstorm. We've been getting on there. And no, oh, what am I doing? She takes her hands down. Darling, it's just a it's a pretty bad storm. We've had some some very strange weather this spring. Um just these uh these storms just kind of pop up inexplicably. It could be clear sky, clear as day, and you know, a minute or so later, all of a sudden it's just dark thunderclouds and lightning and rain and hell. Oh, and she can see she winches as like lightning crashes outside and uh, it just keeps happening let's just hope no one's uh no one's houses gets taken down like they did last time oh gosh okay uh and and lisa will hand S- uh sandy her cell phone and it's already got uh inferno's number like on speed dial and she just gives it to her to give him a call while she continues to speak with the waitress so uh, back over by Inferno and Price, and she's the owner, uh, the her, proprietor. Her her name is literally on the sign uh, that is now getting <laughs> knocked off the building by wind. Um, over by Inferno and Price, uh, you can see your constable, your old man, Tom Scarrett Constable uh, Clayton Harrow. He opens. He opens. There's like, now come on, get inside, folks, get inside. Don't worry, this baby's nice and heavy. She ain't gonna knock over. I got them special tires on. You look down, he's got those big old tires on him it's like come on come on get inside crawl inside he just snapped me out of a thousand yard start thousand yard stare i had because every time i hear the crack of thunder it just takes me back to have to look sure. so and he's like when you, i think when you with, hop in when you hop in the front seat he's just like well are you all right it's just a thunderstorm calm down calm down not fond of him okay okay don't worry about it just came on get on inside hey what about you fella I think with my crit fail, uh, hearing that alien unnatural noise thought would have been the monkey sorcerers, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just because I've been obsessing over them lately. Sure. Uh, and not that it would like put me in a mental break or anything, but that would be my first instinct is to just immediately start searching for the source of the noise. Uh, my hand would probably go to my hip ready to draw a pistol. I wouldn't draw it, but I would just be trying to figure out where that noise came from or just looking around for anything unnatural gotcha your search is 50 okay so one thing you notice as you're looking around hand kind of on your hip but even though you don't have your your weapon out right you said you you said your weapon right right okay it would have been over my coat even just feeling like reassuring you're getting soaked now as the rain is coming down fierce and occasionally you're getting hit with a with a bit of hail um but as you look around and you see like the tumbling car, you see trash and debris just suddenly in these rivulets in the, in the ground, like these little rivers are appearing on the sides of the roads here and there because the roads weren't even fully uh, kind of dr- drained when you guys got here. You can see the remnants of puddles and so now it's, it's even more fierce. But you watch like coming in your direction from 
around the corner of the civic building from kind of in a direction of where that like is this sort of like muddy uh, meadow is you just see like this little kind of whirlwind of like water and debris this just like red whirlwind coming directly at you uh, what do you do how big is it yeah uh, maybe six seven feet tall does like it a little it's it, like a water spout but it's it's like red in color like like orangey red i would try to get behind some sort of cover like maybe the car that we were in or something but i would try to watch it okay you you quickly rush over take a few steps you you hunker down uh behind the toyota avalon you peek up over the hood i'll say you get down behind the driver's side we'll say and you watch as this thing mows right into the passenger side uh, like the rear passenger side of the avalon and it just kind of splatters against it and dissipates when you step out from around and you look you can see the whole side uh the whole passenger side of of your vehicle specifically in the the sort of the back side it's just coated in this like muddy clay red just sludge and it's just dripping down here and there as the rain is kind of coming down slowly washing it away but it's just your otherwise pristine white car is just it looks like it's almost just a big smack of blood uh, I think after witnessing that, I would try to take shelter with the sheriff and with Inferno. Yeah, and I'll say that, guys, you're looking at it. You just hear honk as he hits the as he hits the horn. He's like, "Come on, fella!" And uh, you come and you like you you climb into the back into the to the to the rear of the Ford Bronco. Um, when you see him come in, Inferno, like both of you are probably a little out of it right now. Like you both like like thousand years stare. You're kind of recovering a little bit. You notice uh, Inferno when he comes in, he's got these like specks of red on his face. It almost looks like like he's got like blood splatter on his face. It's just sort of dripping down uh, onto his shirt um, as he as he sits down. He's like, and so Constable looks at you guys like, all right, let's just just give it a few minutes. It'll pass on over. Got a little red on you right there. Hang on. And he kind of reaches around and goes into like reaches across, goes into the uh, to the glove compartment in front of Inferno and like hands you back like this, this pack of uh, pack of tissues. Like clean yourself up. You don't want to try to get it on any of the furniture back there. Like, you know, fabric and such. Start wearing red jackets. Well, that would be quite stylish. I'm I'm, I'm assuming you all you uh, you professor types, you. Y'all kind of dress all weird and such these days. Got to get one of them elbow pads, you know? Look all professorial. Oh, I'm sorry. You're a doctor. You're doctor. Pre- I am so sorry. I'm going to get that wrong like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, doctor. Uh, did, did you hear what I heard there? Looking at Luca. I think we all heard it. Loud screams. Yeah. Yeah, it happens every time, usually at the start of these things. Occasionally, it'll kind of pop up once or twice during the duration. Sometimes it's just the ones at the start and then, and then fades. Kind of comes and goes in the wind. Sort of depends on that, you know. When the wind's gusting pretty heavy, that's when it kind of comes. If it's just the rain, it's a little quieter at that point. But don't worry. Like I said... These things dissipate just as fast as they form. 
So these storms, they're not always the same. Like sometimes there's more wind, sometimes there's less. Yeah, yeah ever... I would say so. And they're, they're, I mean, I'm not an expert like yourselves, a meteorologist or such, but uh, but I can say that yeah, there have been times it's rained a little longer, or the you know the wind's a little stronger. I would say, I mean, again, I'm not an expert. We'll get y'all's equipment and we'll do some tests and such. But I would uh, I would reckon that. They probably have been getting stronger. You know what I'm saying? Because like when they first started, now it frightened a few of us, that's for sure, but ain't no homes coming down. Last couple of days, we get these storms. Last few, house gets knocked down. People are dead now, doctor. But duration, duration-wise, they've been getting longer. Yeah, not so much. All of them seem to be rough around the same length. You know, we're talking kind of quick hits, like 20, 30 minutes or so. I can't say I timed them, to be honest, to be fair with that, but they're quick. They come and go. I'll start a timer on my Casio watch. Oh, you got yourself. Oh, I got one of them, too. And he kind of holds it up, and you guys have, like, the identical watch. You have the same watch as like an 80 year old West exactly. North Carolina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, let's cut back then to Fuller and Weaver. Uh, you're in the diner still. People are kind of milling about. Um, is there anything the two of you are doing? So you, you, so you're just, you all are just used to this, these storms and that sound. And uh, Mabel will say, you used to want me as, um, not quite the quite the word i would use like i ain't nothing i can do about it it's nature or something mother nature just has got it out for us or something it seems but i mean is this just a thing here in silo like this is just how you guys do thunderstorms like always no ma'am no ma'am this is this this is this season like i said it just started i don't know a week so ago maybe and oh no i've been living here about well I, yeah Lady doesn't have to say her age, but I've been here for quite some time, and I will tell you that they never like this before. We had our share of strange weather here and there, you know, a tornado, and sometimes one of them stronger hurricanes makes it all the way west. And but no, we ain't nothing had nothing like this. I can tell you that. And is there like a direction that they go through town usually, like north, south, east, west? That, I, I mean, I, I don't really know much about it. I know the constable's been trying to get some uh, some climatologist experts out here and such to sort of suss it out a bit, but no one's really taking us seriously. Just think we dumb hicks out in the hills. But but I can tell you that, like, you don't really see, you know how when you watch like a normal thunderstorm, you can kind of see it coming, and then it hits, mm-hmm. and then you can see it going? Yeah, mm-hmm. it ain't like that here with these. They're just like, hey surprise and then we're like hey what are you doing here and then all of a sudden they're gone they're like see you and then we can't see it kind of travel away just kind of pops up does its thing and leaves well it's it's thing is uh mighty destructive yes it is yes it is unfortunately But y'all don't worry too much. You said you're just passing through. Is that right? So I, I imagine if you're not here too long, you might get one, two of them. And 
if you're staying over at uh, over at the lodge, I wouldn't worry too much. It's a pretty sturdy brick building. I doubt you're going to get any issues. Uh, I thought you guys had like a, a radar station or something. Oh, um, sure, sure. Yeah, up in the hills. Some they kind of keep to themselves. Sometimes the folks come down to the into the town a bit. We see some folks here and there, but they 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 they're, they're, they're interesting folk. All brainiacs do they up there. Study the weather then, or well, I don't suppose any of us really know exactly what they do, but. From what I heard, uh, they doing something for the Air Force or something, maybe. At least that's the rumor. Interesting. Uh, is there someone who comes down? I'd, I'd love to, to speak with them. Oh, well, I mean, they uh, they don't really mingle too much, but I, I know that there's a couple folks. There's a, oh, man, what was his name? What was his name? And she's, like, kind of racking her bread. Oh, there was that. Um, he's a doctor. He's got some strange name. Oh, Walter, I think, was his name. I can't remember his last name. It's like a, well, I think it might have been like Polish or something, like Horakowski or Hora Vickers or something. I, we just don't, we don't stand on ceremony. I call him Walt and he calls me Abel. Uh, but I haven't seen him in, oh, I know, about two weeks at this point, maybe a week and a half or so. Sometimes it brings one or two of the others with them. They seem like fine, fine gentlemen. Is it a large crew who's up there, or is it just the the three or four of them? Hell, I I don't know. I mean, I I think they got some, well, maybe a, maybe ten, fifteen folk. Again, they don't really come and mingle. I get the sense that like, you know, some folks around here have their theories and everything, but. You know, I think old a uh, couple times folks have kind of driven on up there. Old uh, where is he? Eli over there in the corner. He's driven. Hey, Eli, didn't you drive up to the radar station? I drove up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't they have all them guns? Yeah, they did. And they pointed them right out. I mean, they said I had to get on out of there. Is what they said. And and you did, right? Well, of course I did. Someone points a gun at you. You don't sit around and have a conversation. And like they start going back and forth for like the next you know minute and a half, uh, the gist being that yeah it's um like there's 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 scientists there's like security and they don't really let anyone on there. It's kind of a, a kind of a private okay. private site. Got it. Okay. Cool. Uh, so Weaver had given uh, Fuller her phone to call Inferno. Sure. So as she's been kind of having this conversation, kind of gathering some intel, um, she'll try to find a quiet corner, maybe head toward like the restroom hallway, yeah. maybe. Yeah, no problem. And it's a little echoey in here, but if you go in the, yeah, you can. You can. Uh, okay, so inside the Bronco, you suddenly hear or feel your phone going off there, Luca. You want to do some photo? Uh, yeah, uh, Fuller. It's their problem. Are you all okay? Yeah, we're with the constable. Oh, where is your... Uh, you headed somewhere? We're on the way to the site. We can pick you up. Where are you at? Back at the diner. Hey, Clayton, can you stop by the diner? Well, Do we actually sure, have space right. in like the Bronco uh, for everyone? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you you probably could fit everyone here. It's it's an older model, so it's nice and big and chunky. Like, sure, I, I suppose we could. You got more of your colleagues. You said you got yourselves a... Uh, well, you said you had yourselves one of them medical doctors and such. Yeah, that's right. We got another doc. Okay, yeah, sure. We can go on over. I I mean, we, do you want... We can wait. Like, this, this puppy, it can take a lot. I can drive in this... I've done it before, or we can just wait another, you know, looks at his Casio, another maybe 10, 15 minutes, and it should probably die out by then. Come pick it up in a few minutes. Let the storm die down. Okay. Thank you. So we'll, we'll say some time passes, and Agent Price, you kind of look at your watch, you look, you know, like you guys talk, talk it out, and, and seriously, like, like a half an hour, um, and it just starts to fizzle out and it fizzles out fast. And you guys notice first, like it's the hail and then immediately after the rain and then the wind, and then you start to see the clouds begin to sort of dissipate. But it almost, again, it's almost like it's time-lapse. Like it's just moving so much faster than it should. And all of a sudden it's beautiful blue sky again. It's an afternoon in Western North Carolina. And there we go. Uh, can Fuller say that she was doing something while waiting? I was sure. curious. Um, because, like, I think 2013 is fine. Like, what she wanted to do is pull up her phone and see, because, you know, you can go to, like, a weather site or something and kind of see, like, the live radar. And so she kind of wanted to go to, like, a weather site um, and see, like, what does the what does this kind of look like in, like, a live radar? Like, is it getting picked up by, like, you know, kind of Weather Channel or AccuWeather or, you know, sure. one of those kinds of things? And, like, how, what does it look like? Uh, yeah, if, if you get on the, like, a the equivalent of like a, a weather.com, I don't know, I don't know mm -hmm. what apps or such might have been available in 2013, but we'll say, yeah, I was assuming just straight internet. Yeah. I mean, we'll say something like weather.com or weather channel or whatever. Uh, and you look for local, you don't see it picked up at all. Um, you look over the past like hour, uh, nothing on the radar. And you're looking outside, it's dark, it's lightning's crackling, and there's really nothing in the area. You're not really noticing like any storms anywhere mm -hmm. between Charlotte and here and like the state line to the west. Like you don't see anything. It's clear as can be. Hmm. Um, and she's just you know, like looking out the window, looking at the phone, looking out the window, looking at the phone, like the hmm. Does it seem like it's interference by like this military operation up north then? I mean, I, I I can't really see up very much. I don't know if it just means it's low, like it's not affecting kind of high up in the atmosphere. It's just a little bit more localized, but I definitely want to. It sounds like they had a location they wanted to go to, but I agree with you. We should definitely be heading up to that uh, station. Yeah. Hmm. The screams are weird, though. Uh, well, uh, well, nothing about this is normal. Definitely, you think but. the storm is hiding something in it? I have learned that when I don't know a whole lot of information, my guesses tend to be very off from where we end up. So I have... In my time, and she kind of just looks around to make sure nobody else is listening. 
learn to just kind of enjoy the ride because I I never know where uh, you enjoy where this. It, this stuff just stresses me out. I don't know. It definitely can be, uh, but it's just interesting as heck. Just one thing is never going to be the same as the next thing. That's uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, I, I see the, I think that's them. Uh, yeah, I'll say at this point, like you can see the weather while you're talking. Um, I'll assume that the two of you were having a conversation, like sort of in the women's bathroom, uh, cause it's a very, yeah. if you're trying yeah. to keep it quiet, yeah. but as you step back out, you can see out through the window, the storm's already lit, light up, like it's gone. And you can see this Ford Bronco comes up. You can see an old man driving it and you can see there's Inferno and price right out front. Um, so if you go on out, uh, and, uh, when you look around debris everywhere, trash everywhere so like that dumpster opened up and unloaded in the entire parking lot so you could just see you can see trash of all kinds yeah. paper plastic etc uh and you can see that in the streets there's various bits of uh of like housing debris because you know that there was just down the block uh, at the croft house and then up the hill on the opposite side uh at the witch's roost uh, you know that both of those were two of the more recent buildings to be destroyed and people were doing cleanup, but you can see that some of that has has sort of swept down here with the wind. You also notice that 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 Geo Metro is like literally rolled down the hill and through the meadow, and is now much closer to the actual road itself. Um, and you also notice that like there's the the power lines that are just sort of flopping around, like these like tentacles waving, like one of those like crazy car salesman things, because uh, kind of flopping around here and there. Um, so, what do you guys do? Hop in, guys. Uh, Headed down to one of the victim sites. Uh, sir, nice to meet you. Well, hello there. My my name is uh, Clayton Harrow. I'm constable of this here town. Uh, I have spoken with your uh, your colleagues here, uh, Doctor Price, uh, Professor Inferno. Uh, I'm led to believe. Well, I'm certainly hoping no, I'm, that they I'm the doctor. Are, He's the professor. That, that's that's what that's, I said it right. that's what the gentleman just oh, said. Oh, okay. My apologies. Uh, he's a little torn. He got he got attacked by a tornado, uh, and uh, he's had he's been kind of strange since. Anyhow, oh. uh, which one of you is the medical doctor? Uh, yes, uh, Doctor Fuller. Nice to meet you, Doctor Fuller. Well, well, thank you so much. Now I gotta say, I know this is uh, this might be somewhat imposing. Uh, but we have had a rash of, uh, of injuries of late, as you might expect, and the clinic is a little bit backed up. Uh, you might have heard uh, that one of our nurses um, passed away in one of the destructions uh, of these buildings. And uh, Dr. Barnes, who is uh, pretty much our only doctor in town who, who runs the clinic, he's a touch overwhelmed. Uh, so if at any time I could impose upon you to perhaps... Uh, lend your uh, medical expertise and maybe offload some of the nicks and bruises and such. Um, yeah, I would be much obliged. The, the, the time may certainly come for that. Uh, you know, I don't know. Community's got to stick together. Was that a no? That's a, that's a yes, sir. Uh, I'm her assistant. Now, oh, are you also a medical professional? No, more so I just help keep her organized and on task. 
I, I, I would leave, I would leave my head on my desk if it weren't for, uh, Oh, for, is it customary uh, for just, medical doctors to have personal assistance? Us academics are a strange bunch. Where were we going again? The whole group, not just. Uh, and I, I wasn't asking where we were going. I was just like pointing towards the road, just like oh, trying to oh, change the I'm subject. Sorry. I apologize. I, what do I know about what you city folk do? Uh, well, I mean, we could, we're not too far away. We can kind of head up the hill if you want towards the witch's roost. We could kind of head on down to the Croft house if you prefer. Um, either of those is, is probably fine. Uh, and then the Holloway house is the other building that kind of got destroyed. But uh, fortunately, Aaron and Aaron, they were fine. Uh, they were out there. They were they were over at Creekside Tavern at the time, uh, so no no injuries, thankfully. Uh, so it which one was destroyed that. first? Oh well, let's see. I I believe the first one that kind of got taken down was Witch's Roost. Yeah, yes, sir. It was. Uh, Sounds like a good enough place to start for me. Then, how about y'all? Sounds good. Uh, and I mean, well, right. with a name like Witch's Roost, who can uh, turn that down? And he kind of. Puts the Bronco and drives around. You can see it's like like driving over top of like certain debris here and there. And he's like, "Well, the thing about the place is that it's as I was telling to your colleagues here. It's effectively it's effectively silos like only museum. Uh, it uh, it was run by a, by, a, by a peculiar fella by the name of Crispin Hart. Uh, we didn't know he's a see eye to eye and everything. He's a little off and and such, but he was a uh, he, he, he was someone not unlike yourselves. He had himself a degree uh, in history or some such or anthropology. And, uh, well, he, uh, yeah, he, he from the area, uh, I think he, uh, oh, what's the word? He was a folklorist. That's what it was. And kind of go up in the hills and stuff, kind of get songs and ballads and stories and compile them here and there. And, well, he, uh, he, 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 he set up a nice little, nice little home up there for himself. Uh, it had a lot of different stories and such about Silo's history and everything, but um, we've got a few you know, strange tales and ancestors and such doing this or that. Pretty much everyone's ancestors always did something bad. That's just kind of how it is, right? And you understand. Anyhow, uh, but you can kind of head on up there and you can see all sorts of things. Well, you could. You can't really see much anymore. You can see all sorts of Tales and stories about old Cassie Crawford and what they done to her, and unfortunately, most of got washed away at this point. Anyhow, uh, and so like he's talking to this as he's driving here and there, and he's like waving at a couple folks who are coming out, kind of checking their yards and checking their things. Like, hey, hey how's it going? Hi, Constable. Hi, Clay. Hey, you know, kind of waving back and forth and coming back and giving you information. And it's not that far a drive, uh, but it's probably good that you took the Bronco as you guys are guys are going through these like big. Like like uh like like swales of, of water that have just sort of still that hasn't quite uh, hasn't quite drained and he takes you up and yeah you're on top of a hill uh, you can look down a mile or so uh, down towards where you just were effectively uh, you have a view down over top of some treetops here and there that have been splintered and such here uh, but you can see just debris every which way. Can we also like view the um, radar station, the Bowman? Uh, that's here? not that's not right next to the town. That's a little further out. It's uh, so, but we can't even see it on the mountain that it's at. Uh, there's a whole mess load of trees and such in the way. You might be able Got to it. see on a clear day 
one of the silos or two and, and he'll even if you ask he'll he'll point to the yeah well it's up there you know clear today you might even see one of the silos up you know, yeah there it is right there you can kind of see not, that's the one good thing about these these storms it really kind of cleans the air out nice and quick afterwards it's mm -hmm. also crisps it's that post-storm christmas love it though my knees don't i say i'll say i'll tell you that uh but yeah you can see it. it's it's a ways off got it okay all right, so you guys are you guys have arrived, and you can see it's just you can tell this once what like there's certainly a place uh, a very modest parking lot, uh, and then you can see what looks like a lot for a building a home uh, of of a decent size, uh, nothing like immodest, um, but a lot of it has been destroyed. There's a couple of walls still standing here and there. Uh, but anything that would have been loose, the roof's completely gone. Second level, like he'll explain, is completely gone. Handful, of, like all of the furniture stuff has been removed, either thrown out or reclaimed or anything like that. Uh, but you are here. Hey, and that's when he said, I thought y'all needed some sort of uh, machinery or something. You had some devices to do some tests. Should we got, we got to go fetch them? Oh, we left them in the Ivalon. It's okay. Oh, we'll take manual readings since we're here. You can do that. I like my finger and stick it in the air. Cell phones these days. What's your, what's your, uh, oh my God. What's your like persuade? How long would you at? You're at like a 50 or something? 51? Is that right? 53. Yeah. 53? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what? He raises, a, he raises a bushy eyebrow in your direction, but he lets it go. He lets it go. Uh, you, you can tell that was an odd lie, but he's not going to push you on it. Uh, but he's like, yeah, well, go right ahead. Uh, we've already, you know, remove a uh, Christmas body and such, and there's no, uh, no reason to suspect any foul play or anything. So it's not considered technically a crime scene, but you all have my authority. Go ahead and rummage through, do whatever you got to do. Let's go right ahead. If I can help at all, you just let me know. And I'll Appreciate take on his invites and go rummage. Okay. All right. Uh, so, what are you guys doing? Looking, really looking for yeah, unnatural maybe. Uh, okay, I'm um, looking for the clue that'll solve the case. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what What do I need to roll? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, I love I love playing games with you guys. <laughs> Sandy um, wants to, or Fuller wants to, kind of one of the things she's been on is sort of like directionality. So she, like trees were knocked over and different things like that. So she's kind of trying to look at like, did this come from one way or the other? Like, did this expand at all beyond this house? Was it like extremely localized just to this building or did, was there like a little bit of like damage to um, like other buildings nearby? Uh, okay. Um, I'll say, if do you, you don't have like a meteorology or anything like that, do you? You have any like science no, skills I'm, or anything like that? I'm pretty good with search, uh, biology, forensics. Okay. Um, go ahead and I'll tell you this. Uh, go ahead and just give me like a. I mean, you can give me a forensics roll. I think forensics extends okay. beyond like you run biology. Right, I'm gonna do a boost. So actually, you're at fifty. Uh, six. Yeah, you go. Go ahead and give it a roll because this isn't like your direct field of of like medical forensics. So we'll, we'll have a roll. 
Uh, that is a success. Okay. Um, so you're specifically trying to ask about like localization of it. Um, one thing I'll say is that the roost is is nowhere really close to any other buildings. Like there's no neighboring buildings. It's literally propped up. It's like a, it's it's the proverbial house on a hill. It very much is that. Okay. Uh, and like when you're looking down it, you can actually see over top of what are now kind of these splint split and like clip trees and such. And then eventually you can see that small little main street area where you just were. Um, there are some other homes and buildings a little bit further down the hill that you pass along the way. Uh, but those do seem uh, to have suffered damage as well. Um, none as severe. Uh, in terms of trees, like there's definitely sign of damage to trees around here, for sure. Uh, there's probably even a felled tree or two. Uh, so it doesn't like it doesn't seem like it was like localized, like a Linus cloud, like over top of over top of the building itself. It it certainly got a swath. You would probably surmise that because it's sitting at the top of a hill, it's just sticking up and out, and there's really not enough to block some of the wind, so it might have just got the worst of it. It could just be that, something that simple. Okay. Okay. okay, So who else is, is there any other particular things, like ways you're looking for things, or or, or, or is there anything? Yeah, he says it's not a crime scene, but I'll go towards, like, maybe there is something here, maybe something hidden that's... Okay. Not really seen. Uh, okay, so you've got a search of yeah, seventy four. Really okay, um, as you're trekking around, you do notice that there are there's still walls. There's still some internal walls that are still standing here and there. Uh, no loose furniture. You can see all of that's been removed, uh, but you can definitely see there's some some walls, some studs. Um, Whatever kind of cross beams there were for the for the second floor are gone. One thing you notice, however, is in some of the lumber, uh, there are carvings that you can see uh, that appear. Well, they don't look like just, you know, someone wrote their initials. It doesn't look like just English letters. They look odd, like the, the carvings look odd. Like you can say that they have... Um, Sort of an occult feel to them, strange symbols, but you know things like that. But you don't—I would say off the top of your head with your <laughs> with your ten occult—I uh, would say you're not overly familiar with any of it. I'll sketch down this with strange symbols. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and what about Price or Weaver? Uh, are yeah. either of you looking for something? Um. I'm going to ask something hyper-specific using a skill that doesn't really apply, and you can tell me it doesn't work. Uh, that's fine. Um, I have 40 in demolitions, and awesome. I would like to uh, just look at the way this wreckage is. Is it looking like there was a specific section of the house that would have been targeted more? Like if someone was trying to destroy this house, like they wanted to destroy a room specifically or like target a certain spot more than others? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I think that's fair. The between your, your just natural knowledge of being able to like assess that kind of damage and maybe just con- you know, conversing with clay and just looking around the entire second story ha- was obliterated and he will confirm for you that that was where, uh, where Crispin the, the owner of this place lived like that was his living quarters and the first floor 
was the museum. And so there was like, it was all just like displays and history and such. And that what still seems to be intact. Like the walls are still mostly intact doors here, but anything loose, anything that isn't tied down was moved out of here. Um, but it does look like the second floor, the living quarters was obliterated. It, this happened several days ago too, right? Yeah. Uh, Three, so, I think, in terms of the timeline. With all the storms that have happened, it's not like we can search the woods nearby for any sort of remnants of that second floor then or anything like that. It would just be gone. You certainly, I mean, you could search it if you wanted. Like, the only way you're going to know is if you do it. Uh, Yeah. If it doesn't seem like it would be a colossal waste of time and resources, uh, I would like to do it. It's that. just you, so I don't think yeah. it's that many resources not a waste of resources <laughs> no one was using it anyways <laughs> so then you trot off into the surrounding woods uh what about weaver what do you do um if luca like makes note of those occult symbols i'd like to try and see if i can recognize any of them sure uh you've got what a 30 you up to 30 uh give me an occult plus 20 roll uh, 30 is not quite enough to okay. really make too much oh, sense out of them. Right, failure. 100. Oh my. Uh, wow. Oh my. You. I would say that you are fairly certain that. Some sort of. Go ahead. Okay, well, I think you're fair. Like, you're fairly certain that they are some kind of um, sort of demon summoning additive like something that you would kind of carve into uh into a place or a locale when you're trying to prepare a ritual maybe even sort of read about it in one of the books that you um procured in new york with uh, with maggie Rip. You, you said demons <laughs> it's it's hard to tell but uh see this here this could actually be Spanish and uh, I did I did learn of this like obscure cult where they used this and I I have a book I'll have to reference but that's it, it could I was telling Fuller this could be something's hiding in the storm that doesn't sound good okay. sheriff is right behind her hearing every word I think he'll probably give you some space. He'll probably give you a little space, let you professionals work. Uh, Price, roll a luck test as you start searching around for, uh, for luck is just 50 50, right? 50 50. Yep. One to 50 is good. 51 above is not. Uh, 91 is what I got. Okay. So you guys arrive in town uh, afternoon. You had the storm. And then you start searching around the house for a bit. I'm going to say you search until almost dark, uh, which is probably like an hour. And you find nothing of interest. You find, you know, you find basic debris, uh, but there's nothing to be sure that it's coming from this house. It could come from a different house. But there's nothing in here that you, you pick up this. It looks like just a splintered piece of wood. And then you see a couple branches here and there, you know, nothing like that. And your your boots and your 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 pants get all covered in mud and it's just this whole very nasty experience uh, but you unfortunately do not uh, do not find anything of note uh fuller or inferno um 
Were there any other things that you were looking to do? I can ask um, the constable think... about the victim here. If he had any family, if he was the only person here. Uh, okay. Well, well uh, Crispin, uh, well, he was uh, kind of an odd fella. Uh, like I said, I think his family ha- hails from the region. Uh, but uh, in terms of, of uh, uh, family members, he lived alone. Um, you know, no, uh, no significant other, no children as, as I know, uh, he, uh, he bought the place a handful of years ago and, uh, took it over and, um, uh, he, uh, he kind of, kind of came through this way years back and was doing some sort of collection work for, uh, for the university and, uh, and then kind of came back again. Can't say I ever saw him with a. With a family member, now that I think about it, no, uh, no brothers or sisters, and uh, he was probably about uh, probably maybe about your age, maybe a little bit older. Uh, not a particularly old man, young man, curious man, quirky, but uh, but overall, I think he was probably a decent folk. I think so, uh, but uh, no, no, he lived alone. You said you recovered his body. Sure, yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. It was... Well, it was bad or something fierce, I'm afraid to say. The entire second floor just got... Well... Roof came down. and Winds kind of kicked up and just became something of a blender. And poor fellow was inside of it. And uh, I hope it was quick. And that he didn't really know what happened to him. Yeah. But... Uh, I guess we'll never know. I'd recommend giving our Dr. Fueler here. She can take a look at all. Well, I I suppose we can do that. Um, We're technically supposed to be sending Crispin's uh, Crispin's body and and, uh, Diane's kind of onward. Uh, Like I said, no one really suspects any foul foul play here, so we, we hadn't planned to do and kind of larger, intrusive-looking uh, assessment. Uh, it's pretty clear how they died. The house kind of collapsed on top of them, but uh, but we got them uh, over in the clinic and got a nursing home out on 61. We're going to send the bodies over there. I, I suppose we can get that sorted out for you. Dr. Barnes can probably take care of you with that. That's what you want to do, uh, Dr. Fuller? Yes, I. you know... I- we're talking about just how unique these storms are. And that's just such an interesting thing for, you know, other professors and scientists to, to study. And similarly seeing the effects of such unique storms on unfortunate folks that uh, pass in these storms is also a very unique opportunity. Well, I I suppose there's some, there's some sense to that, I, I, I suppose. Uh, but uh, like I said, um, I'll, I'll, I'll make a call. I'll, I'll let Doc over at the clinic know and uh, give you permission, and such. And Thank you. Nothing too, nothing Thank too invasive, because we would, we would need to get approval of the. Oh no, no I'm not looking to do a full autopsy and then pass along a body that's already been autopsied. Of course not. No, c- certainly. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
thought y'all were gonna be taking some kind of kind of climate readings or such. I just see y'all yeah, poking I around. Believe the, yeah, we've got some we, numbers we, we here. Wandered we'll off. Put them in the machine. No. Well, that looks like just just a cell phone there. Uh, the professor. things they do these days are just fascinating. Well, that's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, but there's, I gotta tell you, for everything, I gotta tell you, I missed the days when I was not tethered to it. And uh, well, just uh, you know, pager. There wasn't my favorite thing as a medical professional, kind of having the pager all around. But I do have to say. There wasn't anyone on the other end of you talking when that page went off. It just was there. See, my field, most of the folks with pagers, that's how you could identify the drug dealers, is they had uh, they had them pagers and such. At least that's what I read about. We don't have that around here. But Well, I, I, the, the other end of that was, unfortunately, the medical doctors being on call for all different kinds of emergencies also or... Well, I know a thing or two about being on call. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a... It's understandable. Uh, you all about done here? Uh, it's getting a little dark. Y'all got a place to stay? The recommendation of the lodge sounded great. Oh, yeah, uh, Starlight. That... Nice, nice place. Great. Well, it's basically our own motel, you know. And Fuller will go wandering off to find Price. Okay. And you'll say you do. And by the time everyone comes back into the wreckage area, the... The small parking lot. It will say it's it's uh, sun has gone down at this point. There's just fading light. Um, what would you guys like to do? Um, what can you tell us about uh, the Bowman radar station? I heard that those people up there are pretty reclusive. Yeah, yeah, they kind of keep to themselves, serious folk. Yeah, and they uh, well. To be honest, uh, I don't quite know exactly what to do, but the report is they uh, they just kind of doing some sort of radar testing or some such for, I think they got some kind of contract with the Air Force, some, some sort of big shot like Department of Defense contractor, something like that. Uh, but yeah, they just kind of studying, studying this or that, and that's what I hear anyway. Uh, they, uh, they got their own little village up there, basically. I know, you know, they kind of stay up there by themselves. Every now and then, every weekend or so, they'll see a few of the folks kind of come down to town, grab themselves a beer over at the, over at the, the creek side, or grab some, some maple's pancakes on a Saturday or a Sunday. And even a few of them, to be honest, a few of them head on down to church every now and then. They, uh, uh, I'm not sure exactly what their, uh, their particular belief system is, but, uh, more than once I've seen them over in Kath's church every now and then. She, uh, she gives a she gives us a good sermon. She does, and so uh, but they're decent folk. Yeah. Well, what all you want to know about them? Just has me curious because they have such large equipment. So I wonder if if this is these storms are interfering with any of their readings. Well, that's a fair point. Caught anything? Yeah. Well, that's a fair point. I, I would imagine uh, they they are. I mean, they are scientists like yourselves, so I would imagine they might have uh, some specialty equipment or something, but. Uh, uh, I, I kind of poked and prodded a little bit with some of the folks who kind of came down here and there, asking them questions every now and then they know anything about this. We only seen one of them since the storm started, but uh, he was down here pretty briefly. That was about the time the first storm started, shortly after something. After that, like we well, we hadn't really seen him down here at all. 
Uh, they've been kind of quiet. So I would imagine they're probably working on it. Maybe, maybe the very thing you're saying is that they're kind of working through some repairs and such. Sounds Do you about right. have a, a contact or a number with anyone up there that we can get into oh, yeah? contact with them? Uh, I think uh, I think the head head researcher up there is the Dr. Walter Horvitz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't say I, I, I'm on friendly terms or unfriendly terms with him for that matter. I just know his name. He introduced himself, and I introduced myself to him. Uh, he's got a handful of personnel up there who are who are licensed to carry. Uh, they are uh, uh, security personnel approved and such, and they kind of keep to themselves. A handful of animals up that way. Uh, nothing so fierce that I think they need as much firepower that they got, to be honest with you. I think a good old rifle will do, but, you know, I imagine whatever they got up there is kind of expensive. Well, I just wanted to thank you for all the time that you've spent uh, driving us around today. It is much appreciated. Well, I'll be honest with you, ma'am. My first priority is the stability of my community and if you all can give us some answers about what's going on around here and well ideally tell us when it's gonna stop that would be kind and if it's not gonna stop well we'd kind of like to know that too well it seems like we've got some uh work ahead of us at first light tomorrow well fair enough fair enough i guess i'll go ahead and uh I can take you on over if you like, or I can just drop oh, you have your own vehicle. I'll just drop you off at your own vehicles. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate, appreciate it though. Bronco was much better way up 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 that hill. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well it's he'll drive you down. Uh and uh yeah, you get back in your vehicle. It's not that far drive. You get back in your vehicle, no problem. Sure. That was the lodge after setting up, I'll suggest if anyone wants to do a night surveillance at the radar place. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll say then that you guys uh, head on over. Uh, you guys want to get rooms like at the lodge first? Yeah, I got to change into yeah. a fresh white suit. Okay. You head on over to the lodge. Uh, it's a pretty generic motel. Ain't nothing too special about it. Um, it's not too far from one of the creeks. You can see that just like a building or so over is Creekside Tavern and such. Uh, and uh, it, um, you're the only basically occupants here that are out of towners. There's other people staying there, but it's mostly people who have either been displaced uh, or folks who just got kicked out uh, of their homes because of various reasons. Uh, and so, yeah, you're able to get rooms. It's not an issue. Uh, and we'll say shortly after that, maybe an hour later or so, after you've cleaned up or whatever it might be, you guys are ready to do what you guys got to do. So what is it that you guys would like to do? I'll pile send the Avalon and try to drive our way up the hill, up to the radar station. Okay, sounds good. Surreptitious uh, parking space that we can uh, get out and uh, poke around in the dark. Are you... Okay, so if you're going up to the radar station, are are you going up like directly to the station or are you going up to like park and sneak around or whatever? Yeah, sneak around so like not too far, like they'll notice us coming up. Okay. Draw by a road and go good. through some forest if necessary. Okay. Um sure. So you'll drive up a, a little bit of the way and you'll uh you'll find some place off the side of the road. It's it's 
definitely driving up to the radar station is taking you very clearly outside of town. Like there's a certain point you don't start, you don't see houses anymore. You don't see any kind of buildings whatsoever. Uh, there's still road and it kind of passes by, but it seems like this like loose single lane uh, kind of highway. You start weaving up a bit these rocky roads here and there. At one point you kind of have to go over a creek. You can hear the splash of the water as you drive over top of it. You can see that there's all sorts of debris more than once. You guys have to get out, move something off the path because it's no longer paved and then continue driving trees, super tall. Uh, and it is extremely dark up here. You're not getting, there's like no street lights, nothing like that. Uh, but we'll say after a certain point, uh, when you feel like you're kind of getting closer and closer and closer, you'll pull over, you'll find a, a spot to kind of, uh, kind of hide out and, uh, you'll tuck the Avalon away and, uh, yeah, you're, you're on foot now. Uh, so is, are all four of you there? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, Fuller. Yep. If that's the case, um, I would like Luca uh, to make a stealth test for us. Uh, as Luca is the one with the worst stealth in the group. Oh, my. Oh, gosh. Uh, worst than my 30? I, I said uh, I was there, but I'm not with them. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a good, like, 100 yards away. <laughs> Please take dice if you need it. Yeah, I'll double boost for a 36. Okay. Make it a little, little wow. easier. Okay. Hey, look at that, a 10. I would have succeeded Didn't without even need it. Wow. Okay. Uh, 10, huh? Okay. So you guys, uh, led by Luca, we'll say, uh, you start sneaking off into the woods. Uh, well, you'll you'll work. I'm assuming you'll work your way further up uh, up the hill, and eventually you will see various lights that kind of start to peek out from between the tree lines to make it easier, like a beacon to where you're going. And then as you come to the edge of some of these, again, this is difficult terrain. I just want to point out, mm -hmm. uh, you can see that there is a complex up here on relatively where kind of the ground kind of flattens out. You can tell that 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 kind of dirt winding road uh you can see it certainly uh cuts off uh and there is a fairly large complex here uh that is uh surrounded by what looks like cyclone fences so these these big old um uh like kind of barbed wire fence uh in or wireling fence with like kind of barbed wire all around the top uh and so you can see that extends uh once the trees uh kind of give away and there's no trees beyond them. So you can see they probably cleared the land or, you know, it's been like this for a while. Um, you can see that there is a small group of what looked like very large radar towers. And one of which, uh, from a distance, you can tell, looks a little different, a little bit more upgrade, a little newer than the others. Um, you can tell that there are a few other buildings as well in the uh, in the area nearby, uh, like these like kind of concrete like blocks and such. Uh, and at one point you notice that there looks to be a kind of a small fleet of trucks, uh, as well. Um, and again, with your guys alertness and search and stuff, all this is fairly visible. Uh, there, there is where the path kind of meets the fence. There is a gate it's closed. Um, there is what you can tell there are a handful of folks moving around, um, that are decked in gear. Uh, I would say you can 
Agent Inferno and Price, I think both of you with history, CIA, DEA, can probably tell these guys have some pretty pretty noticeable hardware on them. Um, and so they're, they're not like sort of overly, uh, like they don't look like they're going to war, but you can tell they got like Kevlar vests. You can see uh, that they got what looks like... Um, yeah, they got like weapons. Uh, so I guess they got a gun or two, like ones on the side, and one or two of them might be carrying a rifle here or there. But uh, they, uh, there's a handful of them out there. They're sure decked out out there. Must be defending something. They need rifles for at a radar station. Our power does not match the stated mission of this location. Is there anything uh, like trying to kind of is there a way to go around the perimeter that isn't like 100% visible? Or is uh, everything yeah. sort of that open fencing where like It's open fencing. See? Uh I yeah. would say like you probably haven't done a full like you haven't wandered around probably the entirety of the thing. Uh you can certainly try to do that if that's a desire. Um I'll roll over that stealth test of 10. And as long as you guys don't split off, I'll, I'll, I'll keep using that. Um, okay. So I, I, I'll say that you can probably make a, a full circle of the place. Um, at no point with your searches, your shirt scores and stuff, do any of you notice any breaches in the fence? Uh, it's all wire link. It's all visible. It's all covered. Like there's all barbed wire across the top, except, et cetera, here and there. Um, and at no point do any of you see like a breach in the fence anywhere. Take a closer look at the trucks or like their outfits they're wearing. Any sort of identifiers that we can point out. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, is it all like the March uh, company or? Yeah. You have such a high. <laughs> in front of you, you have such a high search. Uh, and your alertness is is fairly high as well too. Seventy, both you're over seventy with both of those. So I'll say that you you notice um, they're certainly not like they're not military. Like you don't see anything to suggest military. You don't see anything to suggest like FBI, etc. You would imagine they're private. And at a certain point, you do notice a um, a familiar a familiar logo. Um, and you you kind of recognize the private security company. They're, they're a company called Breckenridge, Breckenridge Corporation, and they are private mil. They're they're private security basically. We have Breckenridge out there. You familiar with them? Private security. So they are gotten something. Well, we can wander around in the woods for the night do we have a idea for a cover story to perhaps gain entry entry this late seems a bit suspicious yeah um does any of the buildings seem more guarded than the rest or like more fortified uh mostly what you're noticing is that the guards are just uh, kind of moving around like you could like there's okay. no one like that sitting still. Um I'll say with your num with you guys looking and your stealth score so good, your all that kind of stuff, you would count five guards. Um 
in total, uh, but you probably only see maybe three of them moving about outside. Uh, once or twice, if you're here long enough, you might see one kind of peek out and like exchange and then kind of go back inside. Um, you do notice that the there is there looks to be some storage sheds. There looks to be those ra- radar towers and the trucks, etc. But then there's like this big old kind of concrete building that if you watch long enough, you will notice somebody pop out for a smoke and you see like a little orange light as they kind of light up a cigarette and they got these coveralls on. Uh, and you would probably guess that whoever that is, like they're kind of a worker or a technician and they kind of go back inside. Um, so kind of out of character, I would like to try to like, since we're here, see if we could at least have a chat with someone here just to fake. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of what type of agency, if I can say that I have like a a badge, like is this isn't my first, you know, like if I might have a, would we want to come back during office hours to do that though? That's what I'm thinking. And then we could see played off more as like the scientist edge of like, hey, can we compare like your, have you had any interference or anything like that? That's what I'm thinking, at least. That can work. Are we, while we're out here, do we notice any animals that seems to like prompt this level of security that they have? Uh, let's see. What do you guys are at? Survival. Um, Vincent, then yeah. you're, you're at 50. Lisa, you're at 30. It's not too terrible. Um, you don't notice anything that you would not normally expect in sort of like West North Carolina, Appalachian style hills. You just maybe a deer or two, maybe some, you know, something like that. They're like, you don't, you don't see anything along the way. That's just like, Oh God, there's like 50 bears. Like nothing like that pops up. So just your average run of the mill critters, nothing close to the fence. Okay. Uh, so it's probably, you might've saw one or two things like scurry around or hear one or two things scurry around in the dark near your car. Um, but nothing big. I do also think that uh, it would be very interesting, and, and obviously there, there's no predictability to when these storms happen, uh, but I wouldn't mind being up in this area and seeing what happens here at the station when a storm happens. What the activity of all the personnel, what they're doing, what seems to happen, I, I would definitely want to be here when a storm happens instead of being down there when the storm happens. Personally, I think I would probably want to go check out those dead bodies uh, in the morning, uh, when it's business hours for that. Um, so I don't know that I'm the best person to kind of stake this place out, but if we're looking for something smart to do, I would definitely want to see what these people do when a storm's going on. Staking out my specialty. Would I have had any experience with Breckenridge at all? Uh, probably. Yeah. Um, I would say Fuller probably too. Um, even even maybe Inferno has probably heard of them. Uh, Breckenridge, like they're a legit private security company. You know that they often both like I would say everyone here is aware of the name March Technologies. Uh, it is not like a name that you don't know. It is a 
it's basically a it's a private company they works with the DOD they have defense contracts etc now I would say agent price Vin having been in the program a little bit longer you might have inklings that they are more than just a defense contractor right like you might have the feeling that they are somehow tied up because their name pops up too much when it comes to various like things here and there um and fuller we know you're 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 a veteran as well you might have had that pop up once or twice as well so when ronnie was giving you the debrief he throws this he threw the name out and stuff like that he threw it out at you vin as if like you kind of knew what it was um, which isn't to say you have any like kind of special information. It's just, you know, that names popped up and you know, that Breckenridge often works, um, uh, especially domestically with, uh, with March technologies. And there was also like a Daedalus industries. Daedalus is the subsidiary of, of March tech that, um, mm-hmm. that is running this up here. Yeah. Um, I'll say that, let's see, uh, one of the things you might notice on the, the gate up front, uh, there's like, you know, keep out private property, like all those types of signs. And it'll say like, you know, it'll say like private property. And then there's, uh, like a logo, uh, that is like this square. It's almost like a maze. And like on one corner of the maze, there's like a wing on the other corner. There's like a, it almost looks like a, like a bull or a cow or something. Like that. And then in the center, there's like D E, uh, for Daedalus engineering. So you would know the like the company that's supposed to be working up here. Uh, but according to Ronnie's notes, uh, they are doing just mundane stuff up here. Sure, 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 sure. How come whenever something goes wrong, it's always you, Breckenridge? <laughs> no? No one? Sorry. Starship I... Troopers. Come on, guys. Oh. Uh, Inferno, you're are you good to stay up here? The knights, we gotta get back to the lodge. We'll come back in the morning. We'll stake them out during the day. All right, and I'll go uh, look at the bodies. Okay, you guys will retreat back to the Avalon. Get back in the car. Drive back down. Bump, 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 bump. You're probably going to get dinged on some scrapes and bumps on your rental <laughs> sure, uh, sure. but you do make it back down to town you make it back to the starlight lounge uh, starlight lodge excuse me uh to your rooms uh and if you want we can just say you you rest for the night or is unless there's something else you were looking to do no rest is good okay so we'll say uh night passes it's an uneventful night there's no storms uh nothing none of that pops up no crazy uh, screams or anything like that and morning will pop up um do do, do, uh, do we say you guys are people who sleep in or are you the kind of people that uh that don't sleep in there's stuff to early? do okay. yeah all right so when you got well, who when you guys get up um you We'll say, we'll say a uh, agent price. You head out and maybe you walk down to like the lobby and, you know, grab some coffee or whatever it might be. Um, 
or maybe you plan to go over to Mabel's, get breakfast, whatever, whatever it might be. You notice something, uh, Agent Price, with your absolutely preposterous alertness. Uh, you notice... <laughs> I learned from Declan. You notice that there is, on top of the hood of the Toyota Avalon, there is a black garbage bag. Uh, it's not huge. Um, it's not like bursting at the seams, but it certainly looks maybe about half full. Wait, so it takes 90 alertness to notice a black garbage bag on a white car? I was saying that you probably saw it when you were like going not to the car, but you're going maybe towards to get your coffee. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, yeah, That's I'll fine. check if it you out. Want, if you want this stream to go four hours and making you sit in that chair for four hours, just <laughs> keep, it keep it up there, tough guy. I, I'll go as long as you can, Jeff. I don't think you could. He says you. with tears I in his eyes. <laughs> My wife's actually playing in the game, so we're cool. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't miss me. She likes having me yeah, a long time. I probably believe that, yeah, too. Okay. Anyhow, uh, you see a, a black garbage bag uh, on the like the. I open it windshield. up. Okay. Well, I listen for ticking first, and then I open it up. Nope, nope. It's too late. You already said you opened it up, and the bomb <laughs> explodes. Oh. <laughs> Who's your new character? Uh, okay, so you open it up, and you notice inside. <laughs> there's it's 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 decently heavy, uh, but it's not like extraordinary like i said it's not completely and utterly full but when you open it up you notice inside that there are a few things you notice it's filled with dust um ash something like that like dark kind of gray brown black ash a uh what looks like some clothes and a flip phone I the flip thing, the phone open. Yeah, oh, sorry. Flip the phone open. Oh, the other thing I was going to give you with your 90 alertness is that you realize you are being watched as you see that there is a face peeking out from looks to be behind like a bush not too far away. Do I recognize the face? Uh, no, it looks to be like a teenage kid. I wait. 90, I mean, you have a 90. You can you can see it so easy. He thinks he's hidden really well. I, I give him a friendly wave like he's my neighbor and I've known him forever. And you see you, you just hear oh shit. Uh, and like the the, the bush kind of like rustles a little bit and then uh, <clears throat> he gets up and you see a kid like you know 15 16 years old something like that. Uh hi uh hi mister. Uh morning. Morning. Is this your trash? Uh no. Um <clears throat> uh and he kind of comes a little close, like, uh, I heard you all were uh, working with the uh, with the sheriff, with the constable, I mean. Uh, with yep. The, yep, I'm Professor Price. Yeah, uh, and you guys got, like, you know, like, special, like, forensic medical people, right? Yes, we, we've got state-of-the-art technology. Uh, I've got this phone here, and I pull out a phone that's not much more advanced than the flip phone from the trash bag. And I can scan this and get the DNA off it. Oh, well, that, that's amazing. That, that's phenomenal. And if it's your DNA, then I'm going to have to ask why you're littering on my, in my car. Oh, I, 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 well, I, I found that 
um, bag by by the river um, last last night. Uh, it kind of washed up uh, on the side when I was uh, kind of out out cleaning, uh, doing my chores, and uh, I saw it, and uh, I thought, you know, uh, since you all are here, kind of, you you know, investigate and such. Like, it's it's from them. Like that's that's one of them uniforms from the folk up on the hill there. Washed up, a, a pile of ash washed up. No, the bag washed up. But there was a lot of like ash and dust in the bag, right? Yeah, the bag was like tied pretty tight. You just uh, you thought it was the people from up by the radar station? Well, that's one of their uniforms in there. You can see that the little thing. See, like I don't want to touch it. I don't know what it is. Kind of looks like what they did to my my aunt Mildred when she passed, and they put her in the urn and everything. Kind of has that look to it. Your aunt Mildred sure. worked up at the radar station. No, my no. My... Yeah, at that point, I give him a smile, like I'm teasing him, trying to like relax him a little bit. Huh. I mean, I was gonna show my daddy. But uh, when uh, I went to tell him, uh, he was drinking already. And then this morning, uh, he was hungover. Uh, and so I figure I could go tell you or I can go tell uh, uh, Constable. Uh, and I, 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 was, I was going No, to son, you did the right thing. You, you, you brought it to the, the scientists. Here, let me uh, call my colleague. Uh, and I'll uh, call Sandy. Uh, and as I'm doing that, I want to start going through this uh, flip phone that was in the bag. Okay. Um, you go through and you can see that there are, uh, looks to be four numbers programmed in. Uh, you can see they, uh, all, one of them has like a North Carolina area code. The rest of them, you're probably smart enough, are Virginia. Uh, you can see that there are names kind of programmed in. Uh, and you would notice that two of those numbers have the same last name, uh, Frakes, like Jonathan Frakes, F-R-A-K-E-S. Uh, and then uh, the other two uh, are, are different, are different last name that are kind of other things. Uh, and then there's one number, the the North Carolina number that has uh, that has no name. It just says base. Uh if I can get a hold of Sandy, then uh, I'll call her over because she is the medical examiner and supposedly this is a body. So that's more than I know. And she's like walking back like she'd already sort of been like out for like a morning stroll. And so like you like call her and then you hear the, the phone calling from, she's from across the parking like lot already kind of got her coffee in hand and she's walking back. Uh, uh, morning. What, what, what does it seem like we have here? Yes, Dr. Fuller, uh, my good friend here. Uh, what was your name? Oh, uh, it, is this going to be on the record and, and everything? Like, I don't want to testify or nothing. My daddy will get real upset if I get all kind of caught up in it. No, it's, I didn't it's murder just, no when, one. When we're having a conversation with somebody, we just like to be able to, like, have a first name. Uh, okay, my, my name's Toby. Toby Fletcher. Fletcher. Who'd you say your daddy was? My daddy? His, his name. Yeah, you said you were going to... He, he's getting William. upset with you. His name's William. 
Well, Bill, William? Bill, Bill. Folks call him Bill. But thanks. Why would he be upset Don't with you for trying to help us out? He's upset with everybody. He's just one of them kind of daddies, you know? Upset about this, upset about that. You know how it is? Can't stand those guys. Yeah. You know, kind of, kind of, he, he used to work a lot and then kind of, you know, now he doesn't. And then, uh, and then back when he was working a lot, he was like not really around much. And when he was, like, you could always tell he wasn't. Yeah, that's like, great, kid. Uh, Dr. Fuller, oh, uh, we got a pile of ash and clothing here. Uh, he says floated down the river. Uh, and this is one of the uniforms from, you said, those guys up by the radar? I'm just pretending like I didn't see them last night, but I would give her a look. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, uh, t Toby, uh, what kind of work did your dad do as she's kind of... She's oh, he, always got like gloves on, like gloves like in her pocket. So she, you know, kind of grabs gloves in her pocket and just starts kind of looking through stuff and keeps having a conversation with him. Oh, uh, he was he he was a mechanic. Kind of worked on like, you know, tractors and things like that. Okay, and what happened that he he couldn't keep uh, working on the tractors? Oh, uh, one of them rolled over his foot. Oh, now I guess disability. That'll, that'll, that's a shame. That uh, changes the family, doesn't it? Your mom oh, can he not walk anymore? No, he can walk. He just kind of walks slowly and painfully. And that stops him from working on tractors? I guess. I, I, I don't know. And You're, this is and when Lisa <laughs> comes in and she's kind of like she was lagging behind Sandy with her own coffee and she looks at Price and she's like, don't you have your own kid? Yeah, yeah. Is He's this 22 how you, now? Is this well, how you talk almost 22. to him? Yeah. Even, even when he was young? I didn't see him much when he was young. I was out of the country. Oh, a lot. that explains it. Uh, why don't you go get Inferno? And she just kind of like shoes him away from the kid. <laughs> hey, this was my fun. And <laughs> you can take the, like, the phone with you. She's not going to stop you. <laughs> I call Inferno just from a few steps away from them. <laughs> you can be walking out as well. Coming out the now, diner. Yeah. Oh, you Can't walked you out of the diner. It? There's no pizza here. <laughs> <laughs> no pizza. Uh, that. So when you get up, it's like, well, I, I mean, sometimes she makes pizzas, but it's like a special thing. But they got a Domino's. Uh, it's like uh, about four to five minutes away. If you don't mind uh, waiting. I'll have to order some. Uh. So, where exactly did you say you found this? You said, "Well, by the river, my 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 my, my place." Okay, oh, and 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 we're not from here. Where's where's that a, about? It's not over yonder. There, it just points. <laughs> <laughs> and and she just looks at Fuller like, okay, <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it's the Boone River. It's like the big waterway thing that kind of, it's right next to the road when you come into town, then it kind of squirts off and the creek comes off it. And that kind of thing. We're, we're over there. 
Dude, why don't you uh, go ahead and show me where you found this? Uh, let's go for a little walk. I can get your information while we're doing it. Uh, what did you say your address was? Can I show someone else? <laughs> uh, anyone else? Anybody? Uh, I, 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 can, I can go with you. <laughs> okay. No, 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 Lisa. You, <laughs> Agent Weaver, you need to help Agent Fuller. Dr. Fuller. Oh, God, I'm bad at this. <laughs> You're an agent? I knew you were more than just like, uh, you got, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. That's what. I was talking to my friend Danny, and they said you kind of, kind of, y'all came in, and you were, and they, they saw your car coming on in, and then, and then Danny said he saw your car go on up to the radar station. I shouldn't have said like, that, kid. Now I gotta kill you. No, oh, no. I'm nothing. just kidding. I'm just I, kidding. I Let's hear, go for a walk. Uh, and I put my arm around him, and start walking. <laughs> 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 there are a lot of people down by this river. <laughs> I, I want to die, Mister. I don't want to die. <laughs> Don't kill. I was just trying to help. I'm he's, sorry. He, he's a curmudgeon. He's a curmudgeon. He's, you know, this this was very helpful. Definitely did the right thing sharing this with us. Uh, I am a doctor. So. Am I going with him? Yeah, you're it's, coming with me. She's, and I'm walking she's, with him. She's going with you. She's going with you. Okay, so <laughs> like, Weaver and Price will go? Okay. All right. That's fine. Okay, so uh, that's okay with Weaver. Inside the bag, uh, Fuller, you do notice that there again. There's a phone. There's a bunch of like ash, like a heap of ash, and there is what uh, is a uniform. When you pull the uniform up, you can tell it has that same logo that you saw on the sign outside of the the fence uh, when you were looking at the radar station, and with like your kind of medical expertise specifically i mean you're you're at 60 with medicine you're at you know you're at 50 with forensics like kids actually not wrong this does kind of look like it looks like ashes now you don't know it's human ashes necessarily but it kind of has that same sort of it definitely looks like something was uh, Mm -hmm. something was burned here um and then also looking at the uniform, is there mm-hmm. like a name in the collar or, you know, like a name stitched in or anything like that? No, but again, with your, um, well, actually, why don't you roll forensics actually for this one? Give us, oh, yeah, right. give, us a, give us a forensics roll. I'm going to take one. So it'll be a 60% chance. Sure. Uh, and I rolled that two. Oh my. Uh, okay. Um, so this, so we'll say you're, I'm presuming you're being careful with it. Maybe you have gloves, whatever it is, you know, like the usual rhythm roll. That's fine. I said I did. I Um, You don't notice there's no name. You don't see that at all. You don't see any kind of ID whatsoever. Um, There's no like, uh, there's no like ID card. There's no wallet, nothing like that. It's just what looks like coveralls. Um, And the only name that you see is on the phone where you see Frakes a couple times. Uh, and then you see like the base number, like I was saying to, to Agent Price. And then one thing that is really kind of kind of curious uh, is that you see like the clothes have what looks like like a lash mark, like like, like a cut, like this very perfect cut uh, down the back. Um, and... You notice that on the outside, there's like 
despite the fact there's, there's ash, which is like, you know, you, you burn some. You don't notice any scorch marks or anything on the uh, the coveralls until you look inside. And you notice like almost like on the inside, you notice like there's these little kind of scorch marks here and there. Uh, they're very thick coveralls. You can tell like they're they're almost like denim thick, right? And on the inside, you can tell that there are little black marks here and there, uh, you know, like like the like the like like residue or or um, like an incendiary point. Uh, but you don't notice anything on the exterior. All you notice is that kind of one lash mark, and then on the inside of the clothes, uh, right around that lash mark, you see what looks like incendiary marks. And so Fuller will kind of share this with Inferno. There, there's, there's no burning from the outside. It's on the inside. Very peculiar. That's not. And so it sounds like, and she'll kind of hand the phone to Inferno and see if he wants to kind of do anything um, with the, the phone numbers that are in there to, you know, kind of like cross-reference them because um, she wants to go look at the bodies at the, so, you know, kind of put the bag together and, and she wants to head over to the morgue um, or the retirement home area where the bodies are being kept. Okay. There's like a clinic basically you can go to. Okay. Um, okay. So, so what else did you want to do? So was there something you wanted to do Inferno with uh, whatever was in the bag? I'll take the phone and if possible, get that uniform. Mm-hmm. Let's look if it's about my size and get it mended up. Yeah, you can do that. Think of the same thing. Okay, sure. You can take it in town. Uh, okay. Um, so then we'll say Inferno. If you're just, uh, you can. There's a general store nearby. You can probably get some thread and the needle and all that kind of stuff there without an issue. Uh, and clean and kind of stitch that up. Uh, and then Fuller, you're gonna get in the car and you're gonna drive off to the clinic. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Price um, and, and Weaver. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, lost me button. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to ask, um, given kind of that she is a kind of forensic pathologist, the cut mark on the clothes. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she would have a, a good sense of like what kind of weapon would make that kind of cut if it looks. You you know so I mean I'll, I'll tell you again with your with your role, uh, it is a extremely clean cut. Uh, there's no jagged marks. You don't even notice really like the thread unraveling in any particular way or fraying. Uh, you also don't notice any blood uh, stains or anything like that. Everything, all the stains you see is kind of sooty instead. Uh, it would have to be something extremely sharp, something probably, mm-hmm. and probably something very, very quick uh, mm-hmm. is what you would probably think it would have to be. Okay. I just but wanted to make sure I looked enough. at that before it got stitched up. Okay. So we'll say then you take the car, you head over to the clinic, Inferno, you walk downtown and you try to get some needle and thread and to, or maybe you even ask someone to do it for you. Uh, and then we'll kick over to Price and Weaver who have been walking with the extremely frightened now uh, 15-year-old kid, Toby Fletcher, um, who uh, who is who's kind of, you can, you can feel the tension in his shoulders as you put your arm around and Bryce and you lead him away. Uh, but eventually he will, he will lead you across town. Uh, and it's probably about a two mile walk before you get to that wide river, the Boone river. Uh, and again, some of the creeks and such around here kind of 
branch off of it. But he'll point and be like, okay, right across there is, um, well, that's my, my, my family's land up there. Uh, and if you peek between the trees right there, you can kind of see our house. Um, and anyhow, oh, I was yeah. a, Which one of those windows is your room? That's not important. Uh, what were you saying? Well, uh, I was I was cleaning up uh, last night um, before. Well, before night, like I was because we had some branches and stuff fell. Uh-huh. And, uh, my daddy doesn't like it when there's the branches and stuff, because if another storm happens, then they kind of get thrown around. They can break a window or something. So I was I was cleaning them up and I noticed something flowing in the river uh, and uh, I fished it out. And uh, and that and I, that's that's what I saw. Is what I, what I showed y'all. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, do you and your friends ever go up to the the towers up there, or no? I mean, no, not really. Uh, you sure? Because you seem like a smart kid. I think, I think you've been up there. Well, I, I don't. And he keeps looking over towards Price. Uh, I wouldn't know trespassing. And uh, she'll like, kind of like pull him along with her a couple steps away from Price, mm-hmm. and, to try and like make him more comfortable. It's okay. You can just tell me. Uh, do you have you guys been up there at all? Is have you been inside or? Oh no 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 no! Ain't no one goes inside. Uh huh. Okay. Uh-oh. Danny near Danny near got shot once because he was thinking about trying to climb the fence, and then one of them fellas came out and shoot us away. Oh goodness! They didn't draw the gun on him, but they like patted it all like threatening yeah. like, and they say mm-hmm. you kind of get away and such. I told him not to do it, but you know he's Danny. He's old, so Danny does. But anyhow, no, I mean we've been up there, kind of poke around here and there, you know. Uh, but we never been on it. No, no one goes on. You ain't supposed to go on there, you know. We yeah. Say. It's, it, there's some folk up there and everything that uh, they do serious things. You know, I, I heard they got themselves, uh, it's like that area 51, uh, and they uh-huh. like kind of got like some sort of spaceship and, uh, and that's, yeah, that's what I heard. And they doing it all. That's what, that's what, that's what Danny said. Anyway. Mm. How do you know about area 51? That's top secret. Uh, it's, not, I, it's, it's a, well, we went. I went to Charlotte once with, with when my mama was alive, and she took me to the arcade, and they had like an Area Fifty One game. So I don't know how top secret was, Mister, if they made a video game out of it. <laughs> Smart kid. Um, do you think if you called your friend Danny over, he'd be willing to come over and talk to us? Hmm. You don't really call Danny. He just kind of shows up every now and then. Where where does Danny live? Oh, he just you know here or there. He ain't got no house, got no home. He just kind of drifts. Is he is he homeless or? No, well I guess oh, I don't know. He kind of comes into town, kind of leaves her now and then. What's Seems that? like the kind of guy that your daddy wouldn't be happy to hear you've been hanging out with. Mister, why are you threatening me with every time you open your mouth? You just gotta threaten me. I don't. I I thought I was doing right, and now you've been doing nothing but threatening me the whole time. 
I'm just trying to understand the situation. That wasn't a threat. Well, I think it might be time for me to get my lawyer. Yeah. No, that's not. I know my rights. Necessary. What uh, are your rights? I have the right to have an attorney present. Only if you're under arrest. Are you under arrest? To avoid Should we arrest you? Incrimination on the law and order. It does I sound mean, like you've self-incriminated. You're a professor. I didn't do nothing, though. I found something, and I brought it to folks I thought were an authority that can help. I didn't bring You no did laws. the right thing, kid. I'm giving you a hard time. Uh, appreciate you bringing us the bag. Now go on and get home before you get in trouble. What's, before you go, what's okay. Danny's last name? I don't know. Where does he generally, like, hang out? Because you said Danny told you he saw us heading up there last night. Yeah. Did he say where he was? No. Uh, is he, like, lying to me? Uh, <laughs> what's your second? <laughs> what's your second? Just because his shoulders are so, oh, no, human. so high Sorry. up. Uh, what's your human? 30? Uh, 30. Roll, roll human plus 20. So roll, yeah, roll human plus 20. Like my crit failure, I'm rolling oh rocks today. Wow. Wow. Boundary doesn't like uh Danny is a demon. No, no, he's telling <laughs> you the truth. Uh, you don't get the sense. He's been more than honest with you guys. Yeah, he's just a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Go well, on, get out of here, kid. And he just bolts. <laughs> as fast as he can. Gets the hell out of here. Why the hell are you being so harsh on him? I couldn't help it. That's not how you uh, get I, kids to talk to you. Pretend you're the law. Used... You think I'm trying to get all these kids to talk to me? What kind of person do you think i am i'm a grown man a, a man who has a son who should know how to talk to kids my son and i get along just fine thank you very much really because we have a great relationship how the boat incident worked and that sounded real terrible i'm walking up and down this river trying to see uh how big is the river like how deep is it is it like a creek in the mountains or is it like a it's real a creek river? it's like here alongside like near the town it is actually like it looks fairly wide it's a it's like a proper river um, does it look like the river like like there's leads a up nearby to it. the radar tower like i'm trying to think why the uh, bag yeah, your survivals the like your survival is high enough that you can kind of see the uh like the snaking around of the river as it kind of weaves off into the direction that you guys drove last night like like as you kind of drove off west you can see it's like kind of kind of going off off in that direction there. So you, yeah, it, it probably makes sense. It's certainly not going to go like up the up the the mountain, right? Like right. That, but like, it certainly goes around it. Lisa, these guys are professionals. Why would they be bagging up ashes in a uniform and throwing it in a river? It's not exactly the safest method of disposal. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, unless they're trying to keep it hush-hush from the others. Because mm. the scientists, sure, they're scientists, so they're not professionals. So what if they did this? 
they're not going to know what, you know, military personnel would do in this situation. Grunts stick together, though. They're going to notice if someone's missing. But there's one thing from missing and finding cremated remains. Yep. Uh, I would like to just do a brief cursory search along the river, see if there's anything else. Uh, I won't spend a ton of time on it. And then I would start heading back to find Luca so that we can stake out the radar station. Uh, with your search uh, at 50, um, I will say as you move up and down the river, um, you find debris. Like you can definitely find that alongside the riverbank and everything, uh, but you don't notice anything untoward, like anything strange, anything out of the ordinary. Um, you see, like again, you see like like housing debris and whatnot, but you know, you know, nothing really kind of catches your attention uh, other than that. Uh, kind of doing like a giving like maybe a half an hour like walk up and down the riverbank. There's really nothing there. Um, Weaver, was there anything else you wanted to do? Um. Does it look like from um, his house, like there's a, a way up towards the, um, what's it called? Radio station thing? The radio station, uh, the radar station's not in town. So it, you guys okay. are still on the exit. Like, like that, you guys literally had to drive west. I was just wondering if they had like a path had to go off his up property. A very lengthy, winding like mountain Got path it. to go all the way up mountain. His, his house is, is no closer to the to that than okay. Mabel's. Um, the the Danny, probably a bridge somewhere that someone dropped it off of. Maybe the Danny things piqued Lisa's curiosity, so she'll definitely want to like head back in town sure. and see about that guy. Okay. Uh, let's then cut over to Agent Fuller, though. Uh, as Fuller, you are driving off to the clinic. Um, we'll presume yeah. maybe you get in, you know, directions from somebody or you look it up on a phone or whatever. Your cell phone service is, it exists. It's kind of spotty. Uh, but, uh, you know, one or two bars here or there is not the greatest. Um, but yeah, you, you, you get to the clinic, um, and you can see when you, when you head inside, there are a handful of people out here. A lot of people would just like, kind of holding a compress against their head. Uh, you see com people coming in, looks like they got like a broken arm or something like that. You see there's people waiting around, mostly physical injuries and such. Uh, you can see some people coming and going. Uh, and you see kind of whirling out of uh, one of the doors as you're waiting around, there is a young man in his 30s or so. Um, he is kind of wearing scrubs. And he is kind of escorting like an older woman out who... Uh, looks like she has like a big old bandage around her, um, around her wrist. Like, like maybe she sprained her wrist or something like that. And, and he said it and he's just like, all right now. And he's like, now, now Miss Meadows, make sure you just keep, keep that elevated ice and every now and then and you'll be just fine. Don't worry. Nothing's broken. Everything's fine. She's like, oh, thank you, Dr. Barnes. Thank you so much. You're such a sweet. And she's like, kind of like pats him on the cheek. Uh, and he kind of looks around and he's like, all right, now next up. And he kind of calls the next person you see. Uh, someone's like, oh, that's, that's me. You see a kind of heavy set guy kind of stand up and he's kind of walking through and he's what well, looks like he's got some kind of big old bruise on his chin here and there. Uh, what do you do, Agent Fuller, as this uh, this all transpires? Um, and was Dr. Barnes the name of who the constable said that he would kind of call ahead and say that I'd be able to? Uh... That is correct. Yeah, Dr. Mitchell Barnes. Okay. 
Um, and so I would kind of go over to reception and just... Oh, uh, there's no reception. It's just him. Okay. Then I would, before he... Uh, uh, Dr. Burns, Dr. Burns, could, could I grab you real real quick before you uh, take this gentleman back? Uh, uh, ma'am, I, I'm sorry to say, uh, I'm sir, uh, we, we, we actually Constable ha- we called you yesterday, I, I believe, uh, Constable uh, called you, said that I may, might be coming. Oh, oh, oh are you Dr. Fuller? Y- y- yes, sir. Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, well, um, thank you so much. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, you can come on back. Uh, we got scrubs and he's like, he's like kind of waving you back and he's like kind of giving you this like quick tour of like, here's this, here's this, here's this all while this heavy set dude's like, uh, why is she yeah. getting to go so, first? S- s- sorry, uh, sir. I'll, I'll have it back to you. Just, just, and just quick. As and he's be. just giving you like this whole big thing, like this whirlwind stuff. And he's kind of pointing where everything is and just like, just, uh, and I, I, I sorry, we ain't got no special thing. I, I just, there's a, a clipboard right behind the desk right there. We ain't got no receptionist. I just got names listed. Just call it a name. Next one on the list. And that's that's it. This is Herman. Uh, Herman say, hi. Uh, hello. Uh, I don't know why you rubbed my my chin hurts. And then they just call the next one in line and we'll kind of get going. Thank you. Uh, I um, was. Um, can, can I talk to you just over here for a quick second? Uh Oh, uh, sure, of course. Uh, 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 Herman, can you go? Uh, just, just go ahead and sit in exam room two. Uh, right, yep, right there. Uh, this really hurts, dog. I, I think something. I, I understand. I understand. Line cut. And so she'll kind of it's, drop her voice a, a little bit, so it's not a waiting room with people hearing. Uh, yeah, I said that I was going to come over to take a a quick look at the the bodies before they're sent along. Uh, once I'm finished with that, I oh, might um, be able to give you assistance. But that's for for today. That's why I'm. Ah, uh, see, uh, that was not as clearly conveyed uh, by constable. Uh, as... Yes, I was. Okay, so you're not here to help. The... Then is what you're saying. I I I mean. I got I a maybe... dozen folk out there, all with you know broken bones, sprains concussions and such uh, i know it's not as fancy as um a roof collapse but they're living and uh, they need our help I, you, you know what I'll, I'll 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 do a couple um but then i i'm gonna no, need to it's all right it's no. uh okay if you want i mean there's not much to look at uh they both were trapped and crushed and uh relatively quick but um Okay, that hall, uh, make left, uh, you'll find the storage. Uh, it's not the, uh, <laughs> we're not that well equipped, is what I'm trying to say. Um, oh, no, no, I'll, I will find my way around. Uh, uh all right, um, well, good luck. Uh, I got a man to see and twice as many patients now to take care of. I uh, hope you find what you're looking for. And he, uh, at that point, turns away from you and uh, heads over towards Herman. Um, you want to go in and take a look at the bodies? 
Absolutely. So as I'll kind of go through the other exam room that I'm not examining patients in, I'll like grab some gloves and, you know, kind of just grab a couple implements. Sure. Uh, okay. And your medicine 60, your forensics 50, none of this is going to require any kind of role. Uh, it will require time. So we'll assume then that you're spending at least half an hour, 45 minutes examining each body. Uh, so you're probably here for anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours or so. Uh, you're not doing like a full, obviously you're not doing like a full autopsy, like you're not allowed, but like you're doing, unless you wanted to break the rules. No, no, no. Like, I, I promised that I was not going to be cutting into okay. bodies, but definitely like with, you know, kind of, sure. mag, you know, like fine tooth cone, proverbially kind of at least. Yep. Sure. Um, there, there are very clear and obvious signs that they died from uh, blunt force trauma of something crushing them. Like you can see that they were crushed. Uh, you know, notice anything that seems to dispute that all of that seems pretty clear. Uh, Diane Croft, you can tell, uh, she is the more recently deceased. Uh, she died about 36 hours ago, something like that. Um, she is a woman, older woman in her seventies, uh, and you can tell that her body suffered significantly from the collapse. Uh, but you don't notice, notice anything out of the ordinary. Um, it does look like she had her hip replaced at one point. You can tell. You can kind of see the, the scar uh, of her right hip. But uh, it doesn't. Nothing seems, again, out of the ordinary. Uh, looking over Crispin, again, he's a little. He's, he's, uh, he died at this point about 72 hours ago. Uh, something like that. And, again, very clear evidence he was crushed. Um, the only thing that catches your attention is that he has tattoos. He has a few of them. Uh, and you will notice that kind of up and down his wrists on the insides of them. You can see there's all sorts of these little tattooed symbols and such on them here and there. Definitely uh, taking outside. my phone out, taking pictures of those. Sure. And outside of that, yeah, there's nothing. It doesn't look like he's had any other surgeries or anything. He doesn't see any, you don't see any suture scars or anything like that. Um, He's not in good shape either. Well, that's about it. Unless you wanted to cut him open. <laughs> um. Mm, yeah. Or yeah. You're gonna cut I him open. Will. Busting out the yeah. pocket knife. Yep. Yeah. You're gonna cut them open. Okay. Uh, I, we're here to solve mystery. So. Which one do you want to start with? Um, uh, I'll roll. I'm not sure. Um, okay. Low, it'll be uh, Crispin. 40, Crispin. Okay. You begin proper procedure. Uh, you don't have, you could tell this, this place is not equipped for it. And you kind of do the classic Y incision kind of stuff like that. And like, you know, you, there's like a saw that kind of have to do it by hand almost as you're doing this and that. It's about the time in which you've removed about half of what's remaining of his organs in whatever intact state when the door flies open uh, and you see there's Dr. Barnes with a horrified look on his face. What in Dr. Fuller? Hands in the air, please step away from that body. And I'll tell you this, no. the, the brief time that you spent looking, absolutely nothing wrong uh, with anything on the inside. Son of a bitch. Yeah, we got baited by Jeff. 
<laughs> so she gets so faded. Uh, step away Here from the body. And he's like pointing to the corner and he's reaching out and he's grabbing the phone on the wall uh, and he's calling. And oh, he's no. like, that, no, no. He, well, this well, is trying to be doing? arrested. What are you doing? He's, he's watching. He's like, yeah, so she's, she's taking the she's she's taking the phone out of his hand and hanging it back up. And so you see, he turns to call. Oh. <laughs> he's, like, he, he's so surprised. Like, what are you doing? You can't. Yeah. We uh, there's no we grounds. Are, we don't have the family approval. Clay, you we are not approved for an autopsy. What? And so, um, Agent Fuller has a um credentials that are um like fake federal credentials that she's sort of done before okay look there's more going on here you just need to let me do my thing and so she's got like i don't know if it's like fbi or some kind of credentials that she's used before that is basically you, do, you like, have you have fake credentials right i'm okay. saying that i have fake credentials if that's something uh, you are are that. you okay all right <laughs> pulls out a laminated okay. paper that says i'm a delta green agent <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness um okay we could say you've got fake credentials sure um okay so you wanted to say you've got like fake fbi credentials you are also impersonating a, a federal agent we've done this before we're doing reruns now um <laughs> okay i would like you to roll a persuade test um and um yeah let's roll a persuade test yep and like and obviously she she is a medical examiner so she knows sort of what things could create kind of a broader jurisdiction for things. So like she obviously like uh -huh. some of that is even faking knowing the language of okay. like all of those kinds of things. Cause it's like literally is what she does. I'm going to take a boost, which is going to make this a 70% chance. And I rolled a seven. <laughs> I'm taking okay. all the luck that Ashley's not getting with really the well. dice tonight. <laughs> I'm pretty good at persuade. You needed that. And he Again, he looks angry, surprised, and then he, he, he'll, as he's like, his hand's still on the phone, even though you kind of hung it up for him. Yeah. His kind of hand is yeah. still sort of on it, but he'll slowly let it go. Are you even a doctor? Absolutely. And again, just jargon, 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 jargon with like medical examiner and, um, okay. you know, just. I don't get paid enough for this, ma'am. Listen, we don't no, always like you to come listen. in. I have 12 scared, frightened folks out there with injuries that I'm trying to tend to and deal with whatever government doing. shenanigans you have going on in here is distracting me from it. And then you come in here and you cut up Mr. Hart. And I see you pulling those. What I don't understand. Why you didn't declare yourself to Clayton. And why this wasn't on official channels. Why are you hiding things? Why are you sneaking in here? 
you think something's going on, then there are, as you've said, proper procedures to go through. We're talking well, warrants yes, and approvals. How it's so overdone. The Fed rolls up, pulls a badge, takes everything over, and now nobody wants to talk to the Fed because the Feds are coming in. And this, like, sometimes you come in, you come in quiet. And if you're looking for answers, sometimes that's the best way to get answers. Not come in, flash a badge, act all better than from the city. If you want answers, it's what we're here for. Ma'am, you really think that there's something strange going on? A house fell on this man. Did you find anything to suggest that he was not killed by a house falling on this man? Well, I have yet to finish. So as of yet, I could not conclusively tell you. But if you think the things that are going on around here with these storms are just normal occurrences, that seems my dot. You finish your examination, and when you're done, you go tell Clay exactly who you are and why you're here. I'm not lying for you. And Fuller just sort of like looks at him. As you said, you've got a waiting room full of patients who need tending to. And he just shakes his head and he leaves the room. You return and you finish your examination. Takes another 45 minutes or so. I don't know how long it takes. 45 minutes, we'll say. You find, quite literally, absolutely nothing to suggest that he was, that anything happened to him other than he was crushed by stuff falling on top of him. Damn. You want to cut the the wrong body? (laughs) (laughs) You hear like a Pringle chip crack, and you look at the corner. Inferno's been here the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Crunch. Okay, Um, let's check in with Inferno because the last we saw, you had gotten your your coveralls all stitched up. What would you do once that's done? Yeah, I'd like to observe if the security folk that come to town. If they're in their uniform, if they come in the fancy trucks at all. Okay. Um, we'll say we'll say that most of the day is kind of passing here, or at least the first half of the day, right? Um, and none come down. And if you kind of talk around like a Mabel's or some of the other places, just kind of chat up, like they don't come around very often. Um, and what they very clearly tell you, and you hear this from multiple folks that own businesses along this main street is that they haven't been around in a while. No one's really come down. And like, like really, since the storms, these weird storms started, no one's, no one's really come back down. Then I'd like to wait for Weaver and Price to come back. Okay. We'll say at some point, Price, Weaver, as you did your searching along the river, 
come on back. Uh, you don't find Fuller, you don't find the Toyota Avalon, but we'll say maybe over by Mabel's or wherever else, maybe the, the motel, you do, it's a small area, you can run into Inferno. And the three of you are together. There's at the medical bliss. I'm thinking okay. of going to stick out or even enter. I've got a uniform. Okay. Uh, I can drop one of you off, take one of you with. I'll go with for a stakeout. Okay. okay. Uh, Weaver, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Uh, there's actually a kid who allegedly saw us heading up last night uh, who tends to hang around up there, and I want to see if I can find him around town. Uh, but I've I've got your number and I'll call you. Okay. Right, the car. You guys don't have your car though. Yeah, how far is that? Uh, you know that the clinic is like a couple miles away. Uh, you could get the sheriff to give you a ride. See if like a local's uh, on the, the road. See if maybe someone will give us. Yeah, just someone will give us a ride now. How long can an autopsy take? Like 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you guys do get a hitch. You guys hop into the back of a truck and kind of drive on down. Uh, and eventually you you hop out by the clinic. Uh, you head inside and you can see the array of folks there outside. Guy pops out at a certain point. He looks frazzled. He's got a tone to him. You can tell he's trying to be polite to various people. But there is like you can feel all of like your with your human. He is he is like just hanging on uh, as he wants to snap at folks. Uh, and he's, he just looks up he's like, uh, gentlemen, if you uh, we got a sign up sheet uh, right there on the. No, we don't uh, need medical assistance. We're just looking for Dr. Fuller. She should be in here. You can see his face kind of flushes a bit um, and you can tell that he like. He's trying to keep back some level of anger. And he walks over towards you all and he kind of, are you two also with the FBI? Uh, no, I'm Professor Price. This is Dr. Inferno. What did you say, Inferno, as you two both speak at the same time? What did Inferno say? I said, no one gives you that idea. <laughs> and he's like, well, um, Apparently, Dr. Fuller uh, is a member of the FBI and is under the impression, and he's kind of trying to keep his his you know, his words quiet so people are under, that there might be something uh, suspicious about the deaths of two folk. Uh, you're a doctor? A uh, medical doctor? You know, she was in the FBI? Uh, we only just met her yesterday. It's news to me. <laughs> and he's like, what? Um, I can get her, uh, but unless you have medical training, I would rather not already contaminate, um, fuck it. No, just, we're fine waiting here. No. We, we just need the keys to the car. Okay. Uh, fine. Uh, and he goes back inside, goes into the room where Agent Fuller has been doing the autopsy. Did you autopsy the other body? Melissa? 
I mean, I already blew this shit. So like, obviously <laughs> I need to autopsy the other body. Like I can't do all of this and just leave a body there. Nice. Let's go ahead. He goes inside and you have the cut up, torn apart, saggy old organs of poor Diane, Diane Croft on a table next to you. And you have found absolutely nothing to suggest that she died from anything other than being crushed by debris and a roof and all that kind of stuff. Uh, she's an older woman, so some of her organs are in, aren't in great condition. She was probably a drinker when she was younger, but you can tell that you know she was in relatively decent shape. She is a she's a nurse, so she probably had relatively decent health. And that is when he, you have colleagues here who need your keys, Agent Fuller. And so she will entirely appropriately, using kind of good glove procedures, take <laughs> off the gloves. Just discard of the gloves, grab the keys, hand the keys, grab new gloves, do all of the things and like kind of without even saying anything, just mm-hmm. kind of give him the keys. He'll 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 take the keys. He'll go back. He'll as he's as he's about to close the door, he'll open it back up again and he'll say, have you found anything? Not uh, finished just yet. Well, you let me know when you are. And he leaves and comes back out and he hands the keys over to Price and Inferno. I love that this doctor is our errand boy now. Or gopher. <laughs> Do you have any coffee while we're at it? <laughs> He's extremely overwhelmed. He's the only medical professional. Oh, goodness. Okay, Thanks, so you doc. guys have the keys. Get the keys? Okay. Mm. All right. So you guys want to drive up and you want to stake out the uh, the radar station. Okay. Weaver, were you coming with us? Uh, no, she's going to hang around town and try and find that Danny kid. So what we'll say is the last thing we see is we see like this kind of closing montage. Uh, we see Agent Fuller cleaning up her mess, putting organs back into the body, stitching up, putting the bodies away. We see Inferno and Price driving back up the bumpy mountain path in the direction of the radar station. And we see Agent Weaver moving about, asking questions of folks by Mabel's and other places downtown. And that is what we'll close down for tonight. And we'll pick up there in a couple of weeks. And uh, we'll meet Melissa's new character then. I'm just kidding. Like, you, you handle it. You handle it. <laughs> You it. Like this is you what Delta it. Green agents do. You're yeah. like, you no, I've it. got. I, there might be something here. So you absolutely handled it. No problem whatsoever. You weren't rolling logs like I was, so you did well. <laughs> there will be right. consequences of these. I things. believe there's a culture involved. <laughs> and, but I mean, this is going to have all of the thorough paperwork, as if. The autopsy was completed um, by this gentleman here. So there's going to be like sealed paperwork that's going to make it look like this happened uh, locally. Uh Uh-huh. With your credentials. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's get on out of here. Let's do some closing plugs. Uh, Next game. I think we're going to, we're taking tomorrow off. Uh, We've got some folks playing Hurt. Uh, So no Call of Cthulhu tomorrow. Uh, but we will be back on Monday uh, with more Monster of the Week. Uh, Tuesday, Stephen, what are we doing, man? 
Marvel Multiverse. We're playing more X-Men. We're getting back at it. We had a couple weeks off, uh, but we're going to hit the ground running. Uh, and we only have a couple sessions left uh, before our climactic uh, TPK. Uh, so come join us and uh, watch how everyone dies. It's going to be Rock's fault because narratively is the only way I can do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, that's kind of what you have to do. Uh, okay. Uh, then after that, Thursday, where if the apocalypse continuing our chronicle um, and Friday next week is a Warhammer 40K Wrath and Glory night. Uh, and then in two weeks, we'll be back. Uh, with more Delta Green, if you haven't checked out the uh, the YouTube page, please do Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, you can catch all of our games, uh, including uh, other games we have going on live right now, including Fragged Empire and uh, and our Call of Cthulhu Eternal Lies campaign and all of our old games and such, including our previous run of Delta Green when we played through Impossible Landscapes uh, without Steven. Uh, so did it really even happen? I don't know. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> thanks for everyone out tonight. Uh, we're going to go ahead and raid our buddies over at Defenders of Cobalt. Joe is running his game on uh, via. Uh, so follow that raid. Uh, say hi to them and uh, support Joe as he's uh, as he's been working really hard in this game. So it's pretty cool. All right. We'll see you all later. Have a good rest of your weekend. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.